If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The Rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The feds raised the alert level for monkeypox, advising travelers to mask up. Britain's prime minister has survived an overthrow attempt, but he's lost the backing of a big majority of his party. Another blow to Russia in its war in Ukraine. Two top Russian generals are reportedly killed in an ambush by Ukrainian military. The U.S. Secretary of State has accused Russia of a plot to block food supplies to blackmail the West into lifting sanctions. A caravan consisting of a record number of migrants is marching its way to the U.S.-Mexico border, seeking asylum. The CDC has raised its alert level for monkeypox to level two. They did so Monday. The CDC recommending travelers wear masks, among other health measures. Here's Fox News medical contributor, Dr. Mark Siegel. The structure of this virus looks like it's something that's been around a while, which means if it tracks back a couple of years to Nigeria, it's not going to suddenly take off. And that's what people really need to know. And the CDC as well said as of June 3rd, there had been 21 recorded monkeypox cases in the United States connected to the current outbreak. Cases of monkeypox have been reported in Europe, North America, South America, Africa, Asia, and Australia, according to the CDC. The monkeypox outbreak began following two raves in Belgium and Spain related to sex between homosexual men. Monkeypox is a rare viral illness. It can result in hospitalization or death, although it usually does not result in severe illness. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson remains the Prime Minister of the UK. He survived a no-confidence vote on Monday, securing enough support from his Conservative Party to remain in power. Johnson has been heavily criticized for the scandal called Partygate at his official residence, 10 Downing Street, during the height of COVID, while severe restrictions were in place. We can focus on what we're doing to help people with the cost of living, Uh, with what we're doing to clear the COVID backlogs, with what we're doing to make uh, streets and communities safer by putting more police out. And it gives us the opportunity to continue to unite, to level up, uh, to strengthen our economy. Johnson won the backing of 211 out of 359 conservative lawmakers in a secret ballot. Conservative Party official Graham Brady announced Monday that he had received letters calling for a no-confidence vote from at least 54 Tory legislators. Two top Russian generals have been killed in a bridge ambush by Ukrainian military forces. That brings to 12 the number of Russian military generals killed during the conflict. A group of independent journalists say Russia confirmed the death of Major General Roman Kuzatov and Lieutenant General Roman Burdnikov killed in an attack carried out by Kiev's forces. 
Retired Colonel and ABC contributor Steve Ganyard gives his analysis on why Russia has lost so many generals and other top military in the war. So there have been an extraordinarily high number of Russian generals killed. That suggests several things. One, it suggests that the generals need to be at the front lines to ensure that their troops are conducting the battle plan in the way that they want. But that also suggests a lack of confidence in their troops if they need to be that far forward with that many senior folks. Berdenkov was in charge of Russian President Putin's forces and those in the Donetsk People's Republic in the eastern Donbass region. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken on Monday accused Russia of a plot to blackmail the West into lifting sanctions. Blinken accuses Russia of exporting starvation by mining farmland in Ukraine, blockading Ukrainian food exports, and of stealing grain to sell around the world. Blinken made the accusations during a meeting with aid agencies and private sector groups. This is all deliberate. We know that. Uh, President Putin is stopping food from being shipped and aggressively using his propaganda machine to deflect or distort responsibility because it hopes it'll get the world to give in to him and end the sanctions. In other words, quite simply put, it's blackmail. Blinken said Russia is deliberately blocking 20 million tons of wheat that is trapped in silos right near the Ukrainian port of Odessa. He also said that Russia's warships are deliberately blocking shipments of wheat from that area, the Ukrainian port of Odessa. Lincoln called it blackmail on the part of Russia. A 10,000-person caravan expected to swell to at least 15,000 persons as it moves through Mexico is reportedly headed to the U.S.-Mexico border in what is expected to be a record number of people seeking asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border. The Haitian migrant caravan is demanding that U.S. President Joe Biden keep his promise to lift Title 42 and allow them to reach and stay in the United States. This migrant is part of that huge caravan and spoke to Fox News. He promised the Haitian community he will help them it will uh, call Title 42. It will help us having real asylum. But now we need him to keep his promise. Referring to President Joe Biden there, the caravan departed Tapachula on the Mexico-Guatemala border on Monday. The migrants mostly come from Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua are traveling the what's known as the coastal route to try and reach the U.S. border. The Biden administration, meanwhile, continues its fight to end Title 42, a Trump-era rule that allows the U.S. to expel asylum seekers without the typical legal process due to COVID-19. A lawsuit filed by 24 red states at least temporarily put plans to lift that rule in limbo. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, mostly sunny day today. Our high 74 breezy, though, winds 9 to 20 miles per hour. Overnight showers and thunderstorms, there's an 80% chance of precipitation overnight, the low, 68. That rain should end by about 11 o'clock tomorrow morning with a high of 76. Right now, 63, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. A shocking new video has been leaked. It features President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, the latest embarrassing personal video leak featuring a naked hunter casually waving a handgun. He points it at the camera while cavorting with a nude hooker in a swank hotel room. 
That, according to video provided to the New York Post by the nonprofit Marco Polo Research Group. John Paul Mac Isaac, the man who leaked the Hunter Biden laptop, spoke to the 77 WABC Early News about some of the lewd content discovered on that laptop. During the data transfer, because of the condition of the machine, it was powering off because of the liquid damage. I had to kind of manually drag and drop uh, individual folders and files. And in the verification process, that's when I was presented with quite a lot of homemade porn. Uh, That initially was not that big of a concern until his father announced a couple weeks later that he was going to run for president. Hunter Biden's addiction issues and cheating led to his 2017 divorce from Kathleen Buell. He was discharged from the U.S. Navy as well, reserved three years earlier after testing positive for coke. His overseas business dealings and finances are under investigation by the Delaware Attorney General. Another sign America's entertainment landscape is returning to normal. President Biden will make his first in-person appearance on a late night talk show since taking office. Biden will be a guest Wednesday night in ABC's Jimmy Kimmel Live, according to the White House. In December 2021, Biden appeared virtually on NBC's The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, his first late night appearance while in office. I don't know what else to do and how to tell people to, to get the vaccine, I, I, at this point, just I think people are going to do what they will, I guess. I don't know what to say, but I, is it the youth that we have to uh, just hope that the, the kids get us out of this? Well, I think what I'd do is have more people listen to your song. Yeah. So Biden travels Wednesday to L.A. to host the ninth summit of the Americas and Kimmel show tapes in Hollywood. At the summit, global government leaders will gather to discuss economic prosperity, climate change, the migration crisis, and the COVID-19 pandemic. Biden's scheduled to give the summit's opening address on Thursday. I supported the president's right to use the legal system. Dozens of lawsuits received hearings in courtrooms all across our country. But over and over. The courts rejected these claims, including all-star judges whom the president himself has nominated. That's U.S. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican out of Kentucky. The percentage of Americans who say former President Trump was responsible for the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol dropped to 45 percent in a new NBC News poll that was released on Monday. Now, that's down 7 percent from January of 2021 when 52 percent of respondents said Trump was responsible, with 28 percent saying he was solely responsible and 24 percent saying he was mainly responsible. The findings come as the House Select Committee investigating the Capitol riot prepares for its first public hearing Thursday night. Lawmakers are expected to present their findings to the public after collecting thousands of documents and conducting more than 1,000 interviews. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis claimed another clean win over former President Donald Trump in a recent straw poll, the poll taken during the Western Conservative Summit that was held in Denver, Colorado on June 3rd and 4th. Here's the Florida governor speaking with 77 WABC host James Goldman, also known as Bo Snurdly, when asked about whether or not he would run for president. Well, I'm ready to answer the call for this November, and I know I know you're a Florida voter, so we have a big election for re-election in the state of Florida. So that's kind of been uh, kind of been my focus. 
According to the poll, DeSantis received the thumbs up from uh, over 71 percent of voters, while Trump received approval from almost 68 percent of those polled. Texas Senator Ted Cruz came in third, receiving 28.7 percent of the vote. Dr. Ben Carson was fourth with 24.1 percent of voters choosing him. And former VP Mike Pence received votes from only 14 percent of respondents. The Marguerite Casey Foundation, which is a far-left grant-making organization that counts Stacey Abrams as a board member, has donated $52,000 to Abrams' campaign for governor of Georgia. Abrams gave thumbs up to the foundation, increasing its anti-police funding, despite her campaign saying she disagrees with the foundation on such issues. The group has voiced support for defunding and abolishing the police on several occasions. Speak Georgia Incorporated conservative founder Janelle King was critical of Abrams on Fox News. What's upsetting is that, you know, my, my message when I when I talk to people and when we discuss Stacey Abrams and the comments that she makes and the beliefs and the organizations she's a part of, I bypass her. I see her as a gatekeeper, someone who just disseminates information down to my community and other communities um, incorrectly in order to advance her own her own agenda. Incumbent Republican governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, defeated Abrams in the 2018 race for governor. And Kemp claims Abrams wants to be elected governor of Georgia so she can run for president. He says Abrams and national Democrats have raised millions to flip Georgia blue and she is using Georgia as a stepping stone for her own political aspirations. Kemp's main election page on his website says Stacey Abrams is wrong for Georgia. 77 WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellick here with sports. Hi, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. Let's head, let's head outside here to start for some baseball. It's just the Mets were in action last night. They kicked off a three-game set in San Diego against the Padres, burying the Friars in Game 1 by a score of 11-5. to The story of the night, the usually irrelevant Eduardo Escobar, who out of the bottom of the Metropolitan lineup went 4-5 for five on the evening with a single, double, and home run already in the bag. Escobar stepped up for a final time in the ninth for a chance at the elusive cycle. Starting with Kansas City. And Escobar shoots one down the right field line toward the corner, and it's beyond the reach of Mazzara. Alonso is in to score. Canna right behind him. It's going to be a triple for Escobar. He's got the cycle. That call courtesy of Gary Cohen and SNY. The cycle for Escobar is the 11th in Mets history and the first since Scott Harrison completed the feat during the 2012 season. The win marks three straight for the Mets, who will try and make that number four tonight at 9.40 p.m. in San Diego. That'll be Twyhon Walker going up against you, Darvish. Look out for the Yanks back on the diamond tonight at 7.40 p.m. They'll be in Minnesota taking on the Twins with the hot right hand of Jamison Tyone getting the ball for the Bombers, we have a winner out west in the Stanley Cup playoff conference final between the Aval- the Avalanche and the Oilers as Colorado made quick work of Edmonton, completing the sweep last night by way of a 4-2 road victory. Here's what it sounded like, courtesy of Sportsnet. On the draw, Helm up with it. Here's McCarr, loose it goal, Arturi Lickenden has scored, and for the second straight year, he sent his team in overtime to the Stanley Cup final. They'll have to wait and see who will meet them out of the East as the Rangers and Lightning get set for Game 4 tonight in Tampa Bay. Can the Rangers get out of Tampa with a comfy 3-1 to series lead? Puck drop, 8 p.m., get your sweaters 
ready. Also on the docket for tonight, Game 3 of the NBA Finals between the Warriors and Celtics. Tip-off is set for 9 p.m. Eastern at TD Garden in Boston. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, go Rangers. And your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. I say mostly sunny skies are high, 74 breezy winds to 20 miles per hour. Showers and thunderstorms overnight with an 80% chance of precipitation, the low 68. Tomorrow that rain should end by late morning, the high 76. And right now we have a reading of 63 degrees, still mostly clear skies here in the city. And Frank Morano back with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after stocks closed out the day slightly higher on Wall Street Monday. All three major indexes rose sharply to start the session before rising Treasury yields took a toll on market sentiment. Shares of Amazon rose nearly 2% following a 20-for-1 stock split. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 16 points, the S&P 500 added 12, and the Nasdaq rose 48 points. Oil prices settled slightly lower after choppy trading on Monday, buoyed by Saudi Arabia raising its July crude prices, but amidst doubts that a higher output target for OPEC oil producers would ease tight supply. Brent crude fell 21 cents, or 0.2%, to settle at $119 a barrel after touching an intraday high of $121.95. U.S. West Texas intermediate crude futures fell 37 cents to settle at one eight. 1850 a barrel after hitting a three-month high of 120.99. Elon Musk threatened to terminate his deal to buy Twitter in a letter accusing the company of not complying with his request for data on the number of spam and fake accounts on the social media platform. Musk said Twitter has refused to provide the data necessary for him to facilitate his own evaluation of the number of spam and fake accounts. In April, Twitter accepted Mr. Musk's $44 billion bid to take over the company and go private. The collective amount of money mortgage holders could pull out of their homes while retaining 20% equity rose by an unprecedented $1.2 trillion in the first quarter of this year. This according to Black Knight, a mortgage software and analytics firm. In total, the nation's so-called tappable equity stood at $11 trillion or two times the previous peak in 2006. That boils down to an average of about $207,000 in tappable equity per homeowner. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Looking at futures, the Dow's in the red down 133 points at 32,779. S&P 500 down 17 and a half. The Nasdaq's dropped 69 and a quarter. Gold is up $5.50 an ounce at $1,849.20. Crude oil down a quarter a barrel at $118.25. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New York's Governor Kathy Hochul signed a package of new gun control laws. She did so in the Bronx yesterday following the mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, which killed 10 people and injured three. 
The mayor of Buffalo, New York, joined her for that bill signing. And among these 10 new laws, raising the age to buy semi-automatic weapons from 18 to 21 in New York. This is a moment of reckoning for us as New Yorkers and as Americans. So no 18-year-old can walk in on their birthday and walk out with an AR-15. Those days are over. Also, uh, social media companies are now mandated in New York to report hate speech on their platforms. The legislation also includes a stronger red flag law that could prevent more people deemed a threat to others or themselves from buying a weapon. The new laws also require micro-stamping for new semi-automatic weapons so bullets can be traced back to a weapon. The vast majority of weapons coming into New York State are from out of state and are handguns, not AR-15s. Critics say these new laws will do little. It's Pride Month in the heart of Chelsea, the birthplace of the modern LGBTQ movement. State Senator Brad Hoyleman and two fellow LGBTQ Democrats are calling on Chelsea Piers to cancel an event at one of its venues set to feature conservative firebrand Florida Governor Ron DeSantis next Sunday. They say his backing of the so-called Don't Say Gay law, which restricts discussion of sexual identity and gender at Florida schools, makes DeSantis unworthy to speak in Chelsea during Pride Month. Hoyleman has been a vocal critic of the Don't Say Gay law, and here he is back in March before the law was passed. This bill that is before the Florida legislature is going to force teachers and students to pretend that issues of sexual orientation and gender identity don't exist. Essentially erase the LGBTQ community from the Florida curriculum. Pier 60, where DeSantis is set to speak, is right near the historic Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village, where riots 50 years ago led to the birth of the LGBTQ movement. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, has visited only three homeless shelters despite pledging to make unannounced inspections at each and every facility. And furthermore, the New York Post reports only one of the unannounced visits has been reported, as is required to the state shelter watchdog. Facing a New York Post expose of conditions at city-run or funded shelters, the mayor vowed a crackdown on March 10th. He claimed to have visited five facilities, one in each borough. In April, Mayor Adams announced more funding, though, for safe haven beds. This is a New York City's problem. So the New York City must ensure that this has happened correctly. And so we are making sure that we have safe spaces for New Yorkers to live, to heal, to heal, and to be cared for. And Adams, a spokesperson, insisted that two unexpected visits, which were not documented in records obtained by the Post, came on the same day in March in the Bronx. An $8 billion project to replace the troubled Rikers Island jail system in the next five years is on target. However, many New Yorker cities, many uh, New York City residents are venting displeasure with construction of temporary borough-based jails in Manhattan's Chinatown, Queens, Brooklyn, and the Bronx. Here's what Kew Garden native Amy Goldman said when she spoke to New York One. You just don't know what's going to happen. And I do completely understand that the way they treated the people at Rikers Island was just awful and inhumane. There has to be a better way. In Queens, a new parking garage and community space are under construction next to the criminal courts in Kew Gardens. And in the Bronx, the remnants of the old Lincoln Hospital Foundation are being removed in Mott Haven to prepare for the borough's new jail. In Manhattan's Chinatown, the south tower of the tombs will be demolished to make way for a new jail. 
Six partnerships of designers and construction companies are involved in assembling proposals for for actual permanent Rikers Island jails. Well, a small New York City-led cancer trial has achieved a result reportedly never before seen, the total, total remission of cancer in all of its patients. The trial, led by doctors at Memorial Sloan Kettering and backed by drug maker GlaxoSmithKline, involved a dozen patients with early-stage rectal cancer and a rare mutation. The results were reported Sunday in the New England Journal of Medicine and the New York Times. Memorial Sloan Kettering oncologist Dr. Andrea Sersek. It's absolutely incredible. We we didn't expect it. We've certainly never seen this before. Um, it's really what you know cancer doctors' dreams are made of to see a, a response like this, such incredible efficacy, with really almost no toxicity. Multiple physicians tell the publications that the results of the study are unprecedented. One cancer specialist told the Times it was an unheard of result. Following treatment with a drug called Dostarlumab, all 12 patients are now in complete remission. None received surgery, chemotherapy, or suffered severe side effects. Your forecasts from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny skies. Today are high 74, breezy, winds to 20 miles per hour. Overnight, we have an 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms. The low 68 rain should end by late morning tomorrow with a high of 76. Right now, 63 degrees, clear skies here in Manhattan. 77 WABC time check at 529. Well, Dave Chappelle is donating the proceeds from his show in Buffalo, New York, to the families of victims killed in the mass shooting at that Topps supermarket back on May 14th. That's according to ABC7. The comedian hosted family members of the victims at Sunday's comedy show at Shea's Performing Arts Center. The top supermarket shooter identified as Peyton Gendron of Conklin, New York. Ten people killed, three hurt, and authorities have identified the motive in this attack as racially motivated. Gendron remains held. He has pleaded not guilty. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh, oh.